0: to Christ, Mm -hmm. to the blessed Holy Ghost that seals us and secures us until the day of redemption. This great, great pastor, Pastor Tracy Ventus, the deacons, the officers, members, and friends, and all of you, my brothers and sisters in Christ, I don't have words to express my gratitude for being able to share with you these nights, for sharing with pastor in the office, that um, when I think about uh, these three nights, being able to share with you in the place that was pivotal in my life. I've said it for years and I'll say it till the day I die. It was at the cross where I first saw the light. (laughs) But it was at New Mission where I first saw the cross. I am extremely grateful and thankful for being able to spend this time with you. I love you. I'll always be grateful for you. And we'll pray for you and ask that you continue to pray for us. I'm glad to have my wife with me again tonight. Amen. Amen. I thank God for our choir and our, Amen. our musicians and all the members of St. Mark who are here who are here tonight. Amen. I thank God for each and every one of them." Well, um, I went home last night, and, and uh, I thought I was finished with the sermon, <laughs> but um, the, the sermon wasn't finished with me. And uh, preachers will appreciate this. I spent the night with that sermon. And um, I feel like um, that the matter is so awesome yes, that, I, that I need to yes, spend this last night. I don't think I could spend it any better. Spend this last night uh, challenging us one more time right. to leave the comfort zone. To leave the comfort zone. And the text is the very first phrase of the first verse of the sixth chapter of Amos. Amos chapter six and verse number one. And it reads this way Woe to them. That are at ease in Zion. Woe to them that are at ease in Zion. I want to use the subject that I used at St. Mark, uh, The disease of ease. The disease. Of ease, right. the disease of ease. Yes,
1: sir.
0: After all of these sermons we've heard, all right, all right. after all of these songs we've sang. After all of these lessons we've learned, all of these seminars we've attended, all of these conferences that we've experienced. Could we ever bring ourselves to imagine that God allowed us to go through all of these things and stay the same? I'm greatly concerned about the state of the church. Amen. Amen. I was thinking to myself earlier today, I'm greatly concerned about the songs we listen to and the songs we sing. A few weeks ago, I was on the way to Bible study and on the radio was playing this song, Take Me to the Throne. I took time to Listen TO IT PROBABLY IN A WAY THAT I HAD NEVER LISTENED TO IT BEFORE. AND THERE WERE SOME LYRICS IN THAT SONG THAT TROUBLED ME. SHE SAID, I PRAY, BUT WHERE ARE YOU? WHERE ARE YOU? And then she said, I'm all churched out. You're all churched out? But take me to the throne. Well, if you can't reach him through prayer, And you don't experience him in church. I don't know how else we gonna get you. <laughs> to the throne. Then I heard a then I heard another one. And what disturbs me about this song is is It seems to always put the onus on God rather than us. And so I heard another one that said, all I need is a little more Jesus. All I need is a little more Jesus. Well, what you doing with your Jesus you got? <laughs> because in reality, you need to turn that around. All Jesus needs is a little more you. Then there's another one. If he did it before, he can do it again. What are you doing? Huh? Christianity becomes vital, vigorous, and vibrant in our lives whenever we become aware of need. Amen. When you begin to see and sense a need that God is calling you to, then in the greatest sense you become aware of Christianity. We have, in 2013, many of us, a form of religion. And we need to be aware of the fact that a form is not sufficient to fight a force. I said it too fast, I said it too fast. You didn't get it, you didn't get it. A form is not sufficient TO FIGHT A FORCE. THE FORCE HAS NO RESPECT FOR FORM. AMEN. IT TAKES A DYNAMIC FORCE TO MEET A DYNAMIC FORCE. AMEN. AND IN TOO MANY INSTANCES, THAT'S WHY WE DISCOVER THAT WHAT WE'RE DOING IN CHURCH is not benefiting us after church. Amen. We are so self-centered. We are so self-focused. We are so self-conscious. We are so much into ourselves that we think everybody else ought to be. Amen. And so when we, when we come together, uh-huh. we come together, we are so preoccupied with ourselves that it is difficult for the Spirit of God yes, to have his will and his way. Uh Amos says, woe to those that are at ease in Zion. Uh My brothers and my sisters, whatever it is that God has uniquely gifted you with, God has a desire to use we must come to the point where we understand that each one of us is gifted. Gifted for and to the glory of God. Amen. 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 We need to be aware that in each of us there is a word of encouragement. And there is at the same time somebody who needs an encouraging word that we can speak to them and lift them up. And then we got to be reminded again why we come to church. We come here to be equipped and to worship. But we leave here in order to serve. And see, the real service does not start until after the benediction. And then we go out. And all week long we look for opportunities to be the blessing in the lives of someone else. We are called to be servants of the most high God. Amen. We are wonderfully and marvelously blessed. And so I I look at Amos chapter 6 and verse number 1 because I believe that there is a word in there for us. And then I believe that this is our due date. Amos was a wonderful prophet of the Lord. He is known as a minor prophet. He is not a minor prophet because the things that he had to say were by any means minor. But he is a minor prophet with a major message. Amen. Amos says, woe to you who are at ease in Zion. Zion is a modern-day emblem of the church. He says, woe unto you that come to church and who are at ease, amen. I've never been in the armed service, but I think I know enough to know this, that when a soldier's in war, amen, they need to be at attention. Yes, I think the soldier says something like, tent huh? yeah. Amen. Yeah. And I believe I'm right when I say that when you are in military, yeah. there is a certain posture yeah, that goes along with attention. Yeah. When you're standing at attention, you have to wait until an officer gives you instruction at ease, at ease. And once you hear at ease, then you can sort of relax. But when you are at attention, it means that you are cautious and wary and sensitive to the environment you're in. You're circumspect to everything that is going on around you. Yes, the church needs to be at attention. Yes, Amen. Amen. You remember the story of Gideon's army? Yeah. Gideon starts out with 32,000 soldiers. But the word comes down Gideon, tell everybody that's afraid to go home. And that today the army is reduced by 22. Thousand men. Says Gideon, the army is still not ready. Take them down to the riverside. Took them down to the riverside, and many of them laid their weapons down and became fully engaged in gorging themselves with water. God says, This is not your army. For they are more concerned with quenching their thirst than they are being prepared for battle. And when after that, all he had was 300 men. Yeah. And the Lord said, now these are your army. Yeah. Amen, amen. I, can't, I tried to tell you last night that historically, it is not time for us to make ourselves comfortable. Yeah. As a matter of fact, the exact opposite. It's time for us to get out of the comfort zone because I've been trying to reinforce the idea that we will never change what we are comfortable with. Amen, amen. If you're comfortable getting to church late, amen, I, I can sit in my pulpit and tell what time it is by some folk, amen. Yeah, I, I say, well, it's about 12 o'clock, uh-huh. But if you are comfortable getting to church late, amen, and you develop that pattern, you will always get to church late. If you are comfortable not coming to prayer meeting, not coming to Bible study, not coming to Sunday school, you will always stay in that pattern. And the longer you are in that pattern, if somebody suggests that you come out of it, you will resent it and resist. Amen. This is not the time for the church to get comfortable. It's hard (laughs) to help comfortable people. Oh, I know I'm right about it. It's hard to help comfortable people. Those are the folk that sit and look at you like this. It's hard to help comfortable folk because they figuratively speaking, hang out a sign that says, do not disturb. And I don't care, Ventress, how much food you prepare on Sunday morning. You can bring it with you, but you can't make folk eat. Amen, amen. But you will never ever get a lot accomplished in a comfort zone, amen. I tried to tell you that God works this way. He takes us from one level of comfort to discomfort and then to a greater level of comfort. He always calls us out of our comfort zone, amen. It's, be, it's like being in a swimming pool and you can't touch the bottom. Yes, you, just, you can no longer hang around the edges. You know when you get in deep water. Yes, you either hang on the edge of the pool or else you try to stand in an area where it's shallow enough for you to stand up. Yes, Amen. Amen. But Jesus is calling for us today to leave the shallows yes, and to launch out into the deep. Amen, he's calling us to go to a place where we've never, ever gone before. Amen. So you have to always have experiences in life that stretch you. Let me speak a word to somebody tonight that's going through something. I want you to know that you have to have some experiences in life that stretch you. Because God works on the rubber band principle. And your rubber band is useless until you stretch it. God works on the rubber band principle. And some of this stuff that we're murmuring and complaining and fussing about is just God stretching us because he knows what he has invested in us. Amen. Amen. That's why... You always need experiences in your life that stretch you beyond your own capacity of what you are able to do right now. Isn't it wonderful when you look back over your life at stuff that you thought was gonna make you lose your mind. You thought you was just about to blow it. You thought, Lord, if you don't do something soon, I won't be able to take it anymore. And instead of things getting better, here comes some more stuff on top of that. And you just knew you couldn't handle it but God. That's two of the sweetest words in the Bible. But God. But God. But God. Yeah, 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 yeah. See, see, when you look back on it, you look back on it, you would have never grown. You would have never built any spiritual muscles unless God had stretched you. I tried to tell you last night, pain is not a bad thing. God can't trust everybody with pain. Uh Pain is not a bad thing. Amen. I remember growing up in my mother and father's homes, Pastor Venice, every once in a while, I would feel discomfort in my shoes. Amen. Amen. I'd have to go to Mama. Mama, these shoes are hurting my feet. And I discovered later on, I would discover very soon that the pain in my shoe was happening because I was growing. Yeah, amen. See, anytime time you start growing, you're going to deal with some pain. I wish I had a witness in here. People want to grow up pain-free. Ain't going to happen, baby. If you do some growing, you're going to have some pain on this journey. Amen. Amen. So, every time you step out of your comfort zone, things are going to be a little turbulent for a moment. But it does not mean you are out of order. It means you are growing. God is calling us in these difficult times to come out of our comfort zone, for we've been brought into the kingdom for such a time as this for such a time as this. And you will do what you do for God, either by design or you live by default. Amen. When we begin to understand that we are marvelously and wonderfully created in His image, and that our times are in His hands. Amen. We find ourselves saying, God. If you can find anything and use anything in my life that will be of value and purpose to you, use it for your glory. Amen. I I just stopped by tonight because I want to encourage you from the Word of the Lord to take a good look at yourself. And then I think I ought to tell you that I'm not standing before you tonight as the doctor. I'm a patient. I DIDN'T COME TO TELL YOU TO LOOK AT YOU, I CAME TO TELL US TO LOOK AT US. AMEN, AMEN, AMEN. Amen. BE NOT AT EASE IN ZION. WE CAN NO LONGER HIDE BEHIND UNLISTED PHONE NUMBERS, AMEN. AND ACT AS IF WE ARE NOT INVOLVED, AMEN. WE'VE GOT A DIVINE MANDATE, AMEN. In the Word of God, God is calling us. Then I think I ought to tell you there's no shortcut. No, Amen. There is no shortcut on this journey. The only place where success comes before work is in the dictionary. Yes, I just said something. Yes, mm-hmm. Yeah, I just said something. Uh huh. And so you have to prepare yourself. And I'm here to let you know that there are some wonderful things that God is trying to do through us. Amen. Amen. Let me even suggest that it might be true that your best days are ahead. But you got to keep moving. Amen. So we're here in life. Not just to survive, but... Thrive. We're put in this earth to thrive. God put us here to excel. And anytime you're doing anything for God, you ought to give it all your all. Amen. You ought not do anything for God shabbily. Huh? Amen. Amen. Whatever you do for God, put your all in it. Amen. For God is a God of excellence. Isn't that right? Amen. And so we ought to be moving ahead. And it costs something to move ahead in life. Yeah. Our potential is never based on what we have done. Our potential is based on what we have not done. So if God is going to stretch you, he's going to have to get you out of the comfort zone, amen. And so we have people today that do not grow because they are more in love with security than they are with opportunity. I'm talking about them birds in the hand folk. You know what I'm talking about? Well, you know a bird in the hand is better than two in the bush. I think even once in a while, you ought to go in the bushes. You ought to go in the bushes, you ought to go in, the you to go in there. You don't know what's in there. y'all. Don't at least stick your head in the bush, see what's in there. You, you may be missing out on a pot of gold. You don't know what's in the bushes. Huh? Amen. Amen. Stories told of a church. Stories told of a church that was planning a move to the other side of town. They had run out of room in their church and had found another building where there was more room, and so they had a meeting to discuss and decide. Once the meeting began, one of the brothers of the church who had been a member there for a long time began to cry, pulled out his handkerchief, began to weep and said, Brother Pastor, (laughs) say, you see that pole over there? I was born again by that pole, and by that water drain I kneeled down and received Christ. And I remember when we didn't have steps to the front of the church, well, one of the deacons got tired of it and stood up and said, Brother Pastor, I'd like to make a motion that we lead that brother right here by that pole and let him enjoy that water drain and the rest of us move on in the Lord. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You got to know, you got to know that there's some people, if you want to move on, you got to move away from. Amen. Some folk you have to get away from because some people are more in love with security than they are with opportunity. Amen. I hear God saying, I know the plans that I have for you, declares the Lord, plans to prosper you and not to give you a hope and to give you a hope and a future. So I hear God saying to us today that I want to get more to you than you have ever had all the days of your life. I want to make you a blessing and not a cursing. I want to give you an inheritance. Yeah. I want to give you something that will cause generations to be blessed yeah. long after you leave yeah. here. Oh, bless his name. Yeah. You see, when you really understand that you have gotten blessed, yeah. I want to tell you how to measure blessings. Uh-huh. Blessings don't stop when you die. Right. <laughs> ah, yeah. Now, now. Let me bring you into this. Tell me how many people, when you stop to think about it, that have died a long time ago, that are still blessing you. Come on, come on somebody. Yeah, 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 been gone a long time ago, but they are still blessing you. Amen, amen. Blessings don't stop when you die, that's why, That's why we remember so many people fondly. Amen. See, blessings are not things. Blessing is the divine favor of God that will come on your life so you'll be able to get things. Blessing is divine favor. So whatever God blesses you with, you don't realize that you have a blessing until that blessing actually outlives you. And everybody ought to try to live so that your work will outlive you. Amen. 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 Has to step into a dimension to where once you are gone, your blessing is still living through your children. If you don't have children, it's living through your friends and people's lives that you have touched. How many of you remember people who have touched your life? You can look at it and say, "They, they made a lasting impression on me, but they've been gone a long time ago. Amen. Amen. So your blessing ought to still be coming down and touching other people's lives. Look at your neighbor and tell them, there's a blessing of God in you. Amen. But in order for it to be known, you've got to come out of your comfort zone. See, God, life is made up like this. If you want want the fruit, you gotta go out on the limb. Help me here, help me here. If you want, see, you don't find the fruit at the foot of the trunk. The fruit is out on the limb. And if you want it, you got to go out on the limb, you gotta go out on the limb. Ain't no sense you standing there talking about fall down, fall down, fall down. If you want it, you gotta go out on the limb. Amen. Yeah, till you step out of your comfort zone. You don't even qualify for supernatural divine help. Don't expect God to help you to do what you can already do on your own. Amen, you have to qualify for divine help. Amen. Don't need God in a comfort zone. What's God going to do for you in a comfort zone? Huh? No, 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 no. But the moment we step out of the comfort zone, amen, it's like Peter when he stepped out of the boat, amen. When he stepped out into an unstable place, amen, where he decided, where he decided, I wanna be like Jesus, amen, amen. It was there that Peter discovered the saving power of Jesus. You don't need the supernatural power of the Holy Ghost if you ain't prepared to step out of the comfort zone amen. It's when you are prepared to make yourselves uncomfortable. Well, let me give you an example. It's when you got bills to be paid, bills due and overdue. And the pastor says, bring ye all the tithe into the storehouse. (laughs) And you sitting there trying to figure it out. Well, now I got to pay this and I got to pay that and I got to pay that. And the Lord says, try me. (laughs) He says, try, now remember, you just got finished singing, I will trust in the Lord. And the Lord says, try me and see if I won't open the windows of heaven and pour you out a blessing that you won't have room enough to receive. But you are suffering from the paralysis of analysis. You sitting there trying to figure out how you gonna be able to do what God told you to do and be faithful at the same time. But God says, if you'll just stop tripping and start trusting and do what I told you to do, then I'll be able to put a blessing in your life. But you got to come out trying to figure out how to handle it, how to make it comfortable, come out of the comfort zone and do what I told you to do. I'm almost through here. I'm almost through here. Amen, 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 amen. Got to come out of the comfort zone. You see, if nothing is ever ventured, nothing will ever be gained. Amen. The best way that I can explain that to you is like this. It's like a hot air balloon. You know that in a hot air balloon, there are sandbags that hold the balloon down. But if you want to rise, you can't carry the sandbags with you. You have to reach a point where you do what they call jettison the cargo. You have to start throwing out the weights. You have to get rid of the excess weight. And listen, the more weight you cast off, the higher you rise. Didn't you hear that writer when he said, lay aside every weight and the sin that doth so easily beset us and run with patience. The more weight you take off, the higher you will rise. Amen. You see, there are some elements that can become a hindrance to the gift of God that is in us. Amen. Amen. They will hinder us. And that's why when you're trying to rise, you can't listen to everybody. Now beware of these folk who want to tell you God told them to tell you something. The Lord told you, just a lie. Lord ain't told you to tell me nothing. He got my number, he got my address, he knows how to talk to me. If he wants me to know something, He'll speak to me. He's not going to use you at Western Union. Amen. Amen. <laughs> then I want to tell you that your blessings will not be limited by your education. Don't think that education is the wherewithal. Amen. I know some folk that have many degrees and don't have sense enough to come in out the rain. Amen. I believe in education. I believe you ought to get all you can, but I'm here to tell you that education alone will not make you. Amen. God is looking for somebody who is able to say, here am I. Send me. He is looking for somebody who will not rationalize with him telling the Lord what they don't have. He's looking for somebody like a Moses who even though he feels like he can't speak very clearly and is not eloquent in speech, he is looking for somebody who says, Lord, if you want me to go, I'll go. Amen. Amen. Who is willing to trust in the Lord. My brothers and my sisters, I want you to know that God is calling today. A clarion call to all of us to come out of our comfort zone. And if we do that, God will bless us to do things that we've never thought were possible. Amen, amen. He will just completely blow your mind. I had the privilege of doing a revival in London, Ohio. In London, Ohio, there is a church there. And this church has approximately 50 to 75 members. And when I was there in revival, they were planning. They were in the middle of their building project. 50 to 75 members. With a building project of over $600,000. 50 to 75 members. Who had made it their determination to move into the building debt-free, 50 to 75 members. Every Wednesday night at prayer meeting, they had no less than 40 members in prayer meeting. Every Sunday morning in Sunday school, they had no less than 60 members in Sunday school. I want you to know that that church in London, Ohio, who was planning a 600,000 building has now built a $675,000 building and went in it debt-free, 50 to 75 members who decided and banded together and said, if God be for us, who can be against us? And I come to tell you, every once in a while, God will allow you to be around some folk who trust in the Lord. Amen. Amen you trust him. He'll cause you to do things that you never thought was possible. Amen. We cannot allow fear to keep us from trusting in God. We can deal with what God wants to have in our life because understand this, fear is temporary, but regret is permanent. And the older you get, the more regret you have. You start singing that old Negro spiritual. If I coulda, woulda, shoulda, amen, amen. So I come to tell you, don't allow fear to make you miss your opportunity, amen. So when you think, when you come into leaving out of your comfort zone, to be and to do what God has called you to do, you have to make a decision, a decision that you want to go higher in the Lord, because all change begins with a decision. When you leave the comfort zone, you begin to focus on what you need to do. Remember, when you leave the comfort zone, it's no longer about what you want to do. Amen. That's, that's, that's in the past when you leave the comfort zone, see doing what you want to do was what got you in the mess in the first place. Help me somebody. But now when you leave the comfort zone, you got to make up your mind. It's no longer about what I want to do. It's about what I need to do. Amen. Amen. And so when you start doing what you need to do, amen, you discover that you begin to wake up from the anesthetizing slumber. Of the comfort zone and get out. It's time for the church to get out, to change from where we are. We must always decide where you would rather be. Is it is it any unsatisfied folk in here? Huh? <laughs> oh, praise the Lord. I thank God for you tonight. I thank God for the unsatisfied. I told you the other night, blessed are the uncomfortable. Yeah, yeah, thank God for the unsatisfied, amen. Now remember, I told you there are no shortcuts that you can take. In order to get out of the the comfort zone, you have to climb, you have to climb. It's the climbing process that gives, that builds muscles. Amen. See, as you develop faith and grow in life, you will need a development in your faith to sustain you in the levels where God is taking you. So you have to grow in your faith. Have to grow in your faith. Remember, there is no elevator to the top. Amen. There is no elevator to the top. There's no escalator to the top. There are no shortcuts to the top. Amen. Amen. Figuratively speaking, if somebody lets you ride on their elevator, you are enjoying somebody else's success. Amen. It's theirs, it's not yours. But remember that old saying grandma used to have, every tub has to sit on its own bottom. You have to dig your own wells. You can't live off somebody else's anointing. Help me here. You cannot live off of somebody else's anointing. Amen. You have to get your own anointing. Now, God's got children, but he ain't got no grandchildren. You have to know God for yourself. Amen. You remember, you remember, you remember when you used to repeat what you heard said in church? Huh? Yeah, you can't live off of other folks' anointing. You have to have your own relationship with God. Amen. You can't use somebody else's experience. Amen. Have to make a decision. Then you have to determine that you'll pay the price because opportunity always comes with opposition. There's a price to pay. Amen. That's, that's what happens when people get jealous of other folk. That's what happens when folk get jealous of other folk. They, they see their glory, but they don't know their story. Huh? Yeah, yeah, they, they, they see what you got. They don't know what you used to have. Huh? They, they see where you are, but they don't know where you used to be. Huh? Yeah, they they see what you're driving now, but they didn't know you when you had that hoopty. Huh? Yeah, 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 yeah. They they know they see your glory, but they don't know your story, and so they get envious of you because they don't know what God has brought you through. They don't know what God has brought you over. They don't know what God has brought you out of, and so they're sitting there envious of you and don't even know that if they'll trust God, he'll do the same for them. Amen, amen, amen. Yes. Isn't it wonderful when you can get up with them and vitality and say, I'm going today to express my life and make a difference. Isn't it wonderful when you wake up asking yourself, what can I do today that will count in somebody else's life? Isn't it wonderful to wake up wondering how can I be a blessing to somebody else? Amen, amen. How can I use the gifts that God has given me, the skills that God has given me to make somebody else's day just a little bit brighter? Amen. Amen. God is calling on us to broaden the dimensions of our lives. We used to sing a song, have I given anything today? Have I helped some needy soul along the way? Yeah, that's, that's what it's about. That's what it's about. Yeah, yeah, yeah. God is calling us to come out of the comfort zone. Martin Luther King said these words. If you are a street sweeper, you ought to sweep that street like Michelangelo painted poetry. He said you ought to sweep it like Beethoven composed music. He says you ought to sweep that street so well that nobody living, dead or yet unborn, could sweep it any better. He says if you can't be the tallest pine on the top of the hill, You ought to be the best little shrub in the valley. I'm telling you that God is trying to tell us, put everything you have and whatever you do for him. Amen. And all of us need to say tonight that I'm going to do whatever I can to the glory of God. I may not be able to sing like so-and-so, but I'm going to sing my song. I may not be able to preach like so-and-so, but I'm going to preach the best I can, amen. I'm going to give it my best shot. I'm going to put everything that I have into it. I'm going to give it my all. I'm going to do it to the glory of God, amen. And then when you reach things you can't understand, Resolve yourself to say, Lord, I'm going to trust you. I'm going to trust you when I can't trace you. I'm trusting you. And I, even though I'm trusting and trembling at the same time, I'm still going to trust you. Amen. I'm not going to stress over everything. I'm going to stop tripping and start trusting. Amen. Because you are the source of my life. Amen. Amen. The Bible suggests that we ought to go to bed at night, amen, go about our daily routine trusting in the Lord. That we ought to get up every morning saying, this is the day that the Lord hath made. I will rejoice and be glad in it. Oh, my brothers and my sisters, the only reason that God has called us is to be a blessing in the lives of others. Amen. Now I think I'll tell you before I go that if God's going to use you, he has to first break you. Amen. He has to break you so he can get out of you what he put in you. God is at his best with broken vessels. Amen. And I believe this is me now. I believe that that's why sometimes that God will let you mess up big time. Amen. Mess up big time so then you'll appreciate when he deals with you mercifully <laughs> and graciously. Amen. Ain't you glad you don't have to fill, have to fill out a, 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 a background check to get in church? Be about five people in here tonight. Ain't you glad about it? As a matter of fact, if the person you're sitting next to knew all about you, they may get up and move. let you mess up big time so that then when he begins to deliver you, uh, you begin to understand that it's about mercy <laughs> and it's about grace. See, see, if, 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 you, if you've never messed up, then you have a holier-than-thou attitude. Yes, amen. 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 And your nose is up in the air. Amen. And and you have this attitude that you're like, you're better than everybody else. Amen. But if you've ever messed up, I'm talking about sure enough messed up. Amen. 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 Then you are not so condescending. You are not so judgmental of other individuals because every time you try to point a finger, God will stir your memory up. And remind you, don't you point your finger at anybody. For if it were not for the grace of God and the mercy of God, it was mercy that found you. It was grace that found you. Amen. Yes. Yeah. Yes, indeed. I tell folk at St. Mark that the church is God's Farmer's market Not F-A-R-M-E-R But F-O-R M-E-R There's some farmer everything In the church If the truth be known all the main farmers <laughs> Some of us are still struggling with stuff.
1: Amen.
0: Amen. Yes. Thank God for his grace. Thank God for his mercy. Amos says, don't be at ease in Zion. For God cannot do much with the comfortable. He ran into that in Nazareth. The Bible says he could do no mighty works there because of their unbelief. Can I challenge you as I am challenged? Then I think it's time for all of us to look at ourselves to see where we can improve, where we can close the gap between what we are and what we should be. Amen. Amen. There are too many people who need for the church to get strong. Yeah, we got family members. Yeah, we got some family members. You'd be surprised, there's some folk at home hoping you gonna come home different tonight. Amen. Yeah, yeah, that's where it really works. See, the church ought to be a family and the family ought to be a church. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. Amen, that's how it really works. Amen, that's, see, see, home is the mission field. You want to be a missionary? God already gave you a mission field. It's called home, amen. amen. The people at home need to know that God is at work in our lives, amen. God bless you, God keep you, amen. My prayers are for you. Please pray for me that we will receive this challenge, amen, to come out of the comfortable, to receive the uncomfortable, so that God can take us to greater comfort. I hear Job saying, When God gets through with me, I shall come forth as pure gold. Amen. Amen. I'm so glad that he's not through with us yet. Amen. There remaineth much that God has for us to do, but you won't hear him if you're satisfied. You won't hear him if you're complacent. You won't hear him if you're comfortable. Amen. 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 Oh, the storms keep on raging in my life. And sometimes it's hard to tell the night from day. Yet this hope that lies within is reassured as i keep my eyes upon the distant shore i know he'll lead me safely to that blessed place he has prepared If they don't see. is reassured as I keep my eyes upon that distant shore.